0: And what's going on, guys, and welcome to the Benches Cleared Podcast, where we cover the best rivalry in all of sports. I am Jesse Gutierrez. I represent the side of the San Francisco Giants. And I'm Tyler Cohen.
1: I represent the side of the Los Angeles Dodgers.
0: And we are 82, 82, 82 days without baseball. It was supposed to be opening day 68 days ago, but Here's the kicker. There's a little bit of optimism and a little bit of hope going around. Uh, the Players Association and MLB have been going these crazy back and forth. And baseball is going to happen. It's going to be a shortened season. I mean, they just offered 50 games. The um, I'm pretty sure that's not going to be agreed upon. It's going to be more like 80, 70. They're just as a starting point. It's going to happen. Eat shit, Tyler.
1: Everyone can eat shit. A big bag of shit. If it's fifty games, I don't care if the Dodgers win the World Series. It's not a real season. (gasps) Think about this, and someone has to no matter what, no matter what, dude. It's gonna be more legitimate than the Astros World Series. So you're fine. Of course, one hundred percent. Someone's gonna have to break this down. Maybe I'll be the one to do it. No, you won't. Take the last twenty years. Watch him mute your ass. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Take the last twenty years. See the division leaders after fifty games versus the end of the season, and I guarantee you, half of them don't end up winning the division or even making the playoffs completely so- understood. But you, you could say the same
0: thing with the new, you know, um, playoff bracket. I mean, with, with all the different divisions and then back in the day where it was only two teams, like things change, things happens. The thing is baseball is going to forget this. Okay. It's just going to be like Astros people aren't baseball is not going to forget it, but people are not always going to remember it. they i like, Oh, they won the 2020 world series. That's tight. Wait, isn't that the year that like, it was shortened? I think so. I don't remember. That's what's going to happen.
1: This is going to be like a trivia question on Jeopardy. Take the uh, condom thing for uh, 8000 <laughs> That's condiments. Exactly. Years. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> all right, well, guess... you know, at, at this point, baseball is baseball. We'll take, yeah, take what we can get. Right? Yeah, I'll take what I can
0: get. Stop being such a baby back biatch right now, dude. Fucking crying uh, all the time, dude. No, he needs to know.
1: Okay. He's always crying. That's who I am. Just
0: be happy. Okay. As we, we're going to talk about this with someone a lot smarter than us, uh, our buddy Joe Doyle, music contributor at Prospects Live and Lookout Landing. Uh, Joe, what's going on, my
2: man? I'm good, man. How y'all doing tonight?
0: Real good, all, all things considering,
2: right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you go. We've seen better <laughs> days, but. Yeah, absolutely. There's greener pastures. There's greener pastures coming.
0: I hope so, especially with, you know, the, I feel like more news that's breaking down, like we're like you know, closer to getting baseball, I think, you know, yeah, I agree. Um,
2: I think, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I I, no, but I, I definitely think that, um, baseball is closer than a lot of people think there's a lot of posturing going on right now between MLB and the MLBPA, And, uh, if you're in sales and you've ever encountered a negotiation, this is pretty typical stuff. So I wouldn't read too much into the, uh, strong arming.
1: Yeah, well that I mean that kind of brings us to our our first question. You kind of alluded to it.
2: Are we going to get baseball? It seems like we
1: are, but I think the biggest question is what form is that going to take? You know, now we're seeing the 50-60 game season proposal being thrown around before we saw 114 games or something like that. Um, where do you think that's going
2: to land as far as how many games we're going to see? Well, I think at the end of the day, um, because the owners are agreed in principle now twice to paying players their prorated salaries based on the amount of games that are played, that was in the March discussion and <clears throat> it's now been in their counter proposal here earlier in the week or, or later last week. Um I think you're you're setting yourself up for a for a point where if MLB can come to the players and agree on seventy or seventy two games and get those players, you know, 42%, 43% of what their annual salary is going to look like on a prorated basis. I think that gets the job done. Um, <clears throat> that being said, you have to wonder if the owners are in a position to pay the players 43% of their salary because. The, the compensation plan that they sent out was drastically worse than that. I mean, you were looking at guys making, you know, 26 percent, 27 percent, up to 43 percent. So I think at, at this point, <clears throat> the biggest question in baseball is how much cash flow do the owners have? Um, because if it's if it's as it appears and it's, you know, it's really low, w- you know, we might. We might not see baseball, but I, I still think there's like an 80 percent chance we see we see the game come back and probably in probably in July.
1: R- Regardless of wh- how many games they agree to, it seems like it's been kind of lost in the shuffle in this last week or two. Where do you think the players are going to stand as far as, you know, potentially merging divisions like the NL West and the AL West? And as far as team travels going to go, you know, Do you think everyone's going to be on board for that idea? Or how do you think the
2: MLBPA is going to deal with that? I mean, in that regard, I don't have any information that everyone else doesn't. Um, I think having three separate divisions or four separate divisions that are geographic, I haven't heard the players uh, negotiate that out in any way, shape, or form. I don't think that's really a sticking point at this point. Um, I think what it really comes down to is compensation and health. And... If these guys can get a decent chunk of what they've been promised, um, as well as you know, not a, a pity schedule of 50 games. If I'm being totally honest, I think 50 games is a bit of a joke. Um, that's not going to it's not going to legitimize the season uh, in any means. And they still have the calendar to throw together 70 or 80 games. So I think 50 games is being thrown out there as a um, starting point. Just it's just a it's just a comfortable point for the owners where hmm. they can throw that out and you know these guys will only make 29% of their salary for the year yeah because and i just i just feel like <clears throat> no matter what the
0: owners are going to lose money this year i feel like this is a, a thing of they make you know billions of dollars every single year previous years i think this is a a year where they're just going to lose money um and you know it's it's just a question of short term Short term loss, long term gain type thing. If you if you cancel the season because you don't want to lose money, how much people are you going to like there's nothing going on. Well, I don't want to say nothing going on right now, but as far as like live sports and stuff, there's nothing going on right now. Baseball has the forefront to be, you know, the only sport watched right now. And instead of jumping on it and losing money up front, you know, they're kind of like trying to save as much money as possible. And just it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me.
2: Yeah, I think you're dead on. I mean, it's an opportunity for growth for the sport if they can come together and get guys back on the field by that first week of July. But there is, there truly is some legitimacy with what the owners are saying. They make millions and billions of dollars every year, but they rely on those billions of dollars to come in and revenue streams to uh, pay these players. And yeah. when there's no butts in the seats and there's no TV deals being paid out, um, these guys have, you know, they may be worth two, three, four billion dollars. But that money is legitimately tied up in stadium renovations and real estate. And um, as much as we don't like it, it may be tied up in yachts. It could be tied up yeah. in whatever. And the fact is, um, it's not as easy to get to that money quickly as, as people think. It, that money is locked up. So I think owners are, you know, not only are they cash strapped with an inability to actually pay these guys, but they're, they're trying to put the pieces together just as, just as uh, hard as the players are.
0: Yeah and and I get that. it's not like accessible it's not like directly in their bank account but I think the idea to you know take it out of the player's salary is a little bit of a is a little bit of a stretch and into yeah. like you know put the players against each other you know with the the low paying players the higher paying players to try to figure this out it just it doesn't like it just doesn't sit well with me especially when like a lot of like fans are going like all oh, these You know these players make millions of dollars, but it's kind of like the same thing you were saying. It's all, you know, it's all supposed to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. You know, they already have this stuff. Like they're lit. This is also their living wage too. And when you're used to making X amount of dollars, and you're not getting it, and then your your boss is like, "We want you to come in, but we want you to take this pay cut so we don't take a cut." It's like, OK, so you're going to give me like some type of ownership stake? Like, you know, that's that's not how transactions work in the real world.
2: Yeah, you know? especially especially when you are beholden to the owner. I agree with you 100 um, percent. Just because these owners have cash flow issues, uh, it is not on the players to take a pay cut. They yeah. signed contracts with those billionaires to offer their services and they should not represent the bailout that uh, that these guys are yeah. are having to deal with. So, I yeah, I think you're spot on.
0: Yeah, and and if they if they want to cancel the season cuz they can't afford it, I mean they technically they could, but there's going to be a fallout and, you know, it takes it'll money be to make money.
2: You yeah, know what be, I mean? It'll be irreparable damages. I I don't I think they would lose an enormous exactly. an enormous number of fans for the future, and I think maybe maybe less so concerning to the owners, I think they would lose an enormous future in the game with the youth of this country. They're already cutting draft rounds, which is making it less accessible for the fringier guys. And if uh, if you're just going to say, hey, we're, we're a money-hungry uh, corporation that uh, isn't ne- isn't necessarily concerned with the future of the game, then yeah, they're damages that would probably make 1994 look like a blip on the radar.
1: Exactly. Well, it, you know, it's funny that you bring that up because <clears throat> I've been thinking kind of big picture here. And if they, you know, we end up going with that 50-game season and the players don't feel like, the MLB has really stood up for them. How is that going to affect the 2021 CBA and yeah. you know <clears throat> those negotiations? So I mean, worst case scenario, let's say this season gets canceled, maybe they end up playing next season, and then there's a strike after that. I mean, it's that's going to do irreparable damage to the MLB.
2: Yeah, I mean that's no, I, worst
1: case scenario, but
2: I think everyone play is play. doing I think everyone's doing their best to avoid looking into the future to the 2021 CBA <laughs> just because. <laughs> So much, how much do can now, you, right? How much yeah. can you shoulder at one time? You know, um, yeah. the players are doing a good job in making sure that there aren't any precedents being set uh, for that future CBA with, you know, the idea of a salary cap or anything like that. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, it is not a good time for baseball to be canceled with a new CBA right around the corner because
0: yeah,
2: the the amount of it's. I'm afraid that the negotiations in 2021 are going to be a lot stickier than they would have been otherwise. And they were already lining up to be contentious. So mm. we will see. Yeah, yeah. That is,
0: that's for sure. Speaking of, uh, of friction, there's been a lot of minor league releases and, you know, the the issues uh, with minor leaguers as far as, you know, not getting their pay, teams like the A's that are just completely not paying their players. Um, I mean, like – and you obviously know a lot more about this but like around this time people usually release their minor league players to make room for the draft correct
2: so it's it's not even so much part of it is the draft but they generally release those players in march uh, the the free agent minor league dump that takes place is you know there's usually 17 to 20 guys that are released per club and it's more so the older players that aren't advancing in the in the minor league system that are blocking prospects Mm -hmm. um so those guys are generally let go and then yeah it does prepare you a little bit for for the draft as far as what's going on right now i think what a lot of people are misconstruing about the entire situation is it doesn't so much have to do with teams trying to save money it really doesn't um, a lot of people think, oh, you know, they're they're cutting these guys' wages, they're cutting these guys' jobs, they're cutting these this and that, and it all lines up with, you know, baseball not having any money. That's not really the truth. I mean, what's going on is you have 162, ironically, you have 162 minor league teams, mm-hmm. and baseball is taking the initiative going into 2021 to turn minor league baseball into a contracted um, situation where team, minor league teams are contractually obligated to their affiliated ball club what that's going to do is it's going to eliminate 42 minor league teams so if you eliminate 42 minor league teams for minor league baseball you're uh, immediately eliminating 30 jobs per team Mm -hmm. and so you think of there's 30 jobs being lost in 2021 there's five more jobs being lost in 2020 thanks for the draft And there's 20 more jobs being lost in 2021 thanks to the 2021 draft. So that's 55 jobs of of guys that will be let go or replaced. So at the end of the day, what's going on right now is these teams are releasing these minor leaguers and giving them a shot at finding a new organization before 2021. Because the fact of the matter is, if you're a minor league player destined to be cut in 2021 anyways... You're only going to make 5,400 bucks between now and then, and getting one year older in minor league baseball is it's crippling to your prospect stock. So letting these guys go now instead of next season, in my opinion, and I know this is a hot take uh, to a lot of people, I think it's the right thing to do because mm-hmm. it gives them a sliver of hope to continue their baseball careers whereas the chances of them getting signed after their release next year a year older um, diminishes even more
0: yeah I I feel like just with the the reports of players you know teams not paying their players right now some well some teams and this is not like usually big news you know the, the minor leagues that are released I think people are seeing it and maybe seeing it for the first time because there's also no baseball going on and they're thinking of it as oh they're using it to cut more wages
2: exactly yeah no it's a there's no way around it it's a pr nightmare and no team is coming out and and going to make a public statement trying to explain the situation because that won't be received well either so um at the end of the day these these positions half of them we're going to be cut anyways, because exactly yeah. the draft would have replaced these players in the, in the first place. And the other half are going to come from minor league contraction. Now, I will say this, to play devil's advocate, because I think this is important. If you don't want to get behind Major League Baseball's idea of contracting minor league baseball and eliminating those 42 teams, that's an entirely separate conversation. And yeah. there is... I mean, there are some fundamental conversations and arguments to be made that that is the wrong thing to do, especially in rural America. Yeah. Uh, but as far as these guys, you know, getting released goes, um, you know, I, I guess part of it that. is it's just part of the business.
0: Yeah. And I think I understand that's a completely different conversation, but we can get into it maybe a little bit. Uh, sure. the, the, the 40, is it because I haven't seen anything, you know that's came out to where it's like, that's for sure what's going to happen. I, I was expecting like something to come out that they agreed upon it or, you know, I, I haven't seen anything at least as it like, is it a done deal?
2: No, it's not a done deal. And I think they would be, <laughs> I think they would be insane to put out that right now. Uh, that would not be they a good move. They almost did, right? I think there is, uh, there's a, there's a possibility that this whole thing is, is contracted up, signed, sealed and delivered, but mm-hmm. Nothing's been released right now.
0: yeah, exactly. But yeah,
2: I mean, every proposal that has been leaked that has come out via memos from the from the uh, from Major League Baseball has suggested that they will take one hundred and sixty two minor league clubs and they will drop that down to one hundred and twenty uh, which would leave a triple A, yeah, a triple A, AA, a double a, a high a, uh, a single a and then uh, you would obviously still have your uh, international leagues that are affiliated, your Dominican, Dominican Summer Leagues yeah. Exactly. So you're losing, you're effectively losing um, low A for every team. And there but will com- be reorganization. It's coming from
0: from other other spots, because I know the, one of the organizations that was supposed to be lost was one from my hometown in Lancaster, the Lancaster Jet Hawks. I guess mm-hmm. they are supposed to be gone, which would be super depressing, but...
2: Yeah, I mean, there's organizations that are set to lose two affiliates. So there's going to be restructuring. There's going to be reorganization that takes place. Um, And I think, you know, that will be an entirely separate conversation as far as like uh, geographic proximity goes once Mm -hmm. this is announced. So we'll see. But I mean, teams uh, switching and flipping and flopping uh, minor league affiliates is nothing new. That Mm -hmm. happens. Yeah, it's it's pretty normal.
0: Yeah, I guess I'm going to have to just drive out to Rancho Cucamonga to see minor league baseball now instead of hey, that, That's just a fun team. Depressing.
2: Rancho's good.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a Dodger one, but like it was just so easy just to go right over here, yeah. man, down the street, right mm-hmm. next to the movie theater.
1: Mm-hmm. What can you do? <clears throat> yeah, even as a Dodger fan, I like going to Lancaster more than Rancho. It's just an <laughs> easy drive, it's right there.
2: Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll say one thing. Um, even though they may be losing their affiliation with their big league ball club. If the team has a, a good owner and the team drives a strong product out on the field, um, these, these teams are going to get picked up by indie ball leagues. And for the most part, you're not going to, I mean, in a lot of cases, especially I think Lancaster is a great example. Um, they're still going to hold their team and they're still going to put out a product. They just won't have major league affiliated players on it.
0: Is there a chance for those teams to still get back? Cause you, like, like we discussed, they switch a lot. You know, mm-hmm. is there a chance that they can, like, do stuff to, like, get back in it? Or they're like, if you're on the list, you're out, bro. My, my
2: understanding like is us, a lot of these, you. Yeah, my understanding is a lot of these uh, minor league owners are right now, you know, trying what they can to bid and mm-hmm. negotiate their way in. And I think, uh, especially financially, you'll get to a point where Major League Baseball, um, you know, is bringing in two indie clubs a year and letting go of two minor league uh, clubs a year. Just as far as uh which clubs are being profitable and and what facilities cater to major league players and things like that so i would be stunned if it's set in stone for any amount of time really
0: so you're saying there's a chance i'm saying there's a chance and i think <laughs> Lancaster's
2: a pretty fun one like you'd think they would have a good chance of sticking around
0: yeah i think people just hate because i guess it's like a launching pad like it's because the wind blows out so.
2: Yeah, yeah, I've heard that uh, Colorado is losing a couple of affiliates strictly would, because yeah, of that. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Well, then again, Turkey. that's
0: preparing Colorado for being Colorado. Yeah, yeah
2: like I mean, what's the like, Make that case, but it's not. It's not even so much for Colorado's sake. It's for the rest of the teams that are trying to scout those players and and make you know good transactional <laughs> moves. Yeah, and, and I wonder. Feel bad for the pitchers. Yeah, and I wonder <laughs> yeah, Matt, if the finalists...
0: I saw Matt Cain pitch there at a rehab game, and he looked pissed.
1: Yeah, I mean. <laughs> so, well, I wonder fly if minor league gone. clubs in Colorado actually have the humidors, if they have the humidifiers for the baseballs, or, you know, if they can't afford that. I would be curious to see if they actually have them.
2: Well, that's a good question. I mean, they've done so much tinkering with the baseball over the last two years. I think anything is possible.
1: Yeah.
0: We shall see. I mean, it's it's changes all the time. I mean, it seemed like, I know this is way off topic, but, like, all season one ball, then the playoffs it seemed to change, and then spring training it seemed to change. Like, what's going on here, bro? Like, what's yeah. what's the deal? Especially because a, minor league had 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 the old ball, right?
2: Minor league had well, uh, so double A and below had yeah, the old exactly. ball. Yeah, exactly. Triple A had the new ball. Yeah, well, but I think you could still make the old ball. It's a manufacturer thing because uh, even even the international leagues that are playing right now overseas are seeing, um, you know super blown up home run totals and run totals and things like that in Korea. And um, so I think there's something going on with the manufacturer and, and they're, they've changed up how they're, you know, delivering that ball. So I'm not a physicist. I couldn't tell you how any of this works, but I do know it's not the same as it was in 2017. You didn't 2017. come prepared. We
0: were expecting like flight patterns from you, like graphs you were going to pull up.
2: Oh, dude, you guys are not paying this me enough point. for that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Getting speaking of uh, of not paying, well, we're going to get back get into uh this this new draft coming up. Um 5 rounds, um $20,000 for afterward. I mean, do you see anybody signing after the after the 5th round?
2: I think, uh, yeah, but I don't think you will have heard of them. Let's just okay. put it that way. Uh, and that's no, that's no like sign high school to of guys kids that are going to sign. No, without a doubt, no. I mean, there might be one, maybe two, but anybody that has a fluoride scholarship, I mean, you oh, can yeah. go to college. I, I don't care where you go. Uh, wherever you have a scholarship, it's worth more than 20 grand per year. Exactly, yeah. um, so you might as well try and develop and, and get two or three years under your belt and re enter the draft and uh, you know enter back in when there's 20 or 25 rounds. But no, I think. The only guys that you're going to see take those opportunities are are ones that are maybe local or from a specific market to a ball club they've always been a fan of. And they're like 23-year-old seniors that are looking to break into an organization. If you have Mm -hmm. any draft eligibility left going into 2021 uh, when it's going to bump back up to 20 or or 21 rounds, uh, I I don't know why you wouldn't take that opportunity. I I was telling you guys before we started recording, um, you know, I've talked to upwards of 200 guys that are going to be involved in this draft. And I'd say 80% of them won't get picked. Um, and those 80% I've talked to four that are willing to sign. Um, I just, I just don't think there's going to be a huge market for undrafted free agents because no. why would you, if you can try again next year?
0: Exactly. Like what? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And especially if you're saying the way minor early years are being traded, you know, treated at this moment, you know, you're not going to be like really excited to right. jump on the jump on it's like oh, i'll just go to college for a little bit and see what yeah. that's all about because i mean what's what's like twenty thousand dollars what round? Drow- what round usually gets like that signing bonus
2: nothing um so <laughs> every <Shit>. single pick <laughs> no really i mean every single pick yeah. from oh i don't i don't remember i think it's the 20th round on has a higher bonus than that um, wow, the only yeah, guys so. the only guys that are making less than like $125,0 uh for bonuses are senior signs and those guys are being picked and drafted simply so you can save bonus slot money to draft high school players that want more. Mm. You're gonna find, I mean, you might find six guys that are drafted per organization, and those guys are making like five to ten thousand dollar bonuses, and they are, I don't want to say they're pity picks, but they're 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 positioning picks so you can spend that money elsewhere. So twenty thousand dollars is. Um, It's nothing. I mean, yeah, it's (laughs) not.
0: Yeah, no one's going to sign, basically.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think you might see some 23-year-olds that want to jump into affiliated ball. But uh, you certainly like if you guys keep track of any of these top 500 or top 1000, you know, rankings, uh, Mm. draft rankings, um, you might see one guy from the top 500 sign after the draft. Jeez.
0: Well, all right. Well, I mean. The, I guess the the question that everyone on my side want, wants to know is, um, if you know a lot about the draft, like why the hell are the Dodgers like so good at the draft and the Giants like really suck at it? Um, <laughs> if we can find out that 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 answer, uh, do you have that with you on 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 file?
2: Well, my diagnosis, my friends, <laughs> would be that <laughs> under Farhan, uh, the Dodgers developed a kick-ass player development program. Mm -hmm. and everybody that came up through that system Mm -hmm. was learning from the best of the best. And luckily for LA, uh, their director of player development is still there. If Farhan didn't bring him over to San Francisco. So uh, scouting and player development are two entirely different things. Now, San Francisco has proven over the last few years that they can develop, and they can draft Mm -hmm. well. I mean, Marco Luciano is one of my favorite prospects in the entire Oh, yeah, I think a lot of people...
0: You just can't, like say that they succeeded until they break in i mean i'm just talking about i guess from what 2010 to 2016 because we'll see what helio ramos says but Mm -hmm. damn that's
2: why farhan's right that's why farhan's there yeah i guess i mean the last couple were still
0: bobby so i mean bobby and sabian so i i hope i I got hope i i mean i i think ramos looks good i mean they're still like under you know undervalued guys that i that i follow like you know Sean uh, Roby and, like, you know, a bunch of those guys that, like, you know, put up are putting up good numbers and, like, you want to see what they do, but can't really count on it until it happens, so.
2: Yeah, I think the biggest thing that, <clears throat> I mean, my, my only takeaway would be a lot of times, a lot of times, it's not on scouting. A lot of times it's on player development. development. Like that, so it seems like the Dodgers have done really well in that. Um, I mean, but their draft record has been stellar, too. Gavin Lux, Dustin May, I mean, these are not top 10 picks. These are mm-hmm. guys exactly you know, yeah has to pick 15 that you gotta you gotta make work so they've been impressive for sure
1: our international signings were a disaster for a few years so if that makes you feel better jesse all the millions of it dollars. it does because ours looks ours is so. looking
0: pretty good at, at the moment <clears throat> like there's there's some guys that are coming up that, that look really good obviously the marco lucianos and you know all that kind of stuff but there's a lot of other guys that look that you know the uh alexander canario and you know there they're supposed to be something i mean we'll We'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. Well, at least you didn't have like seven Alexander Guerrero's like the Dodgers had that cost three hundred million dollars. So
0: did a re- Oh, geez. I think there you might be inflating that number a little bit. That, that might not be factual.
1: Uh, I don't know. Our international <laughs> that was just an exaggeration. Went off for a couple years. That's all of I'm going to A
0: gonna say. dollars, we, fact. And write we it still, down. And we Cash still have
1: zero World Series championships because of it.
0: Well, I'm glad yeah. yeah, said that. that. That makes you feel a lot better. Thank you. You're welcome i got you all right Gosh. joe well i really appreciate your time man and 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 yeah, hanging out that. with us and giving us all this good information and uh you know hope to have you back on sometime
2: yeah man i hope you guys take it easy and uh stay in touch and uh we'll chat soon Definitely, okay man. yeah, yeah. We'll do. rules. <laughs> doyle rules you had to do it you just had, I had to, to do, do it. it
0: come on i couldn't sleep at night if i didn't do it <laughs>
2: oh my god yeah. all right boys <clears throat> ultimate playoff team Hey, what's going on? This is Tyler Beattie with the San Francisco Giants, and you're here listening to Benches Cleared Podcast with Jesse Gutierrez and Tyler Coe. Go Giants, beat L.A.
0: Ultimate playoff team, we're making the best team we can make off of each respective roster in the California era. Your argument can be based on one season. Longevity is not in the question. You just can't use players years that they weren't on said team. For instance, we keep on using Randy Johnson. I'm going to use him again. You can't use any of the years Randy Johnson had on the Mariners or the Diamondbacks to make your argument why he should be on your ultimate playoff team. So without further ado, let's go to the bullpens.
1: So for the Dodgers, we asked who would be your top three bullpen pitchers. And first choice, obviously Eric Gagne. I mean, he had a span of over two years of consecutive saves his changeup was just nasty. That's the obvious first choice. Everyone got that right for the most part. After that, everyone went Kenley Jansen, which <clears throat> I absolutely agree with. He's been shaky at times, but otherwise has been pretty dominant the last, you know, six years or so. Maybe even a little bit longer. And then the third one, everyone predominantly said Jonathan Broxton, which I don't necessarily agree with. I think I would have went Takashi Saito myself. I feel like Jonathan Broxton was a little too shaky as far as, you know, walking. He he did give up the long ball quite a bit, where I thought Takashi Saito was... Takashi 6'9"? Takashi 6'9's father? Yeah, Takashi 6'9", you know, he just got out of prison, used to pitch for the Dodgers. Stupid, I'm not going to let you get the chance. You know, you <laughs> guys all know the story. Uh, the old tale, the old... Tail that, that old know. chestnut, yeah. <laughs> no, I would have, I would have went to Kashi Saito, but after that, I would have went Jonathan Broxton before I would have went, you know, Jeff Shaw or something. So, so just to recap, you guys went with Eric gagne Kenley Jansen, and Jonathan Broxton. And so that's who we're going with for the Dodgers bullpen.
0: That's pretty solid. Well, and, and a lot of like generations, that's kind of nice. Yeah. You know, I feel like we're a little bit closer to, you know, this generation because this year, I mean, this. Recent success bullpen was just so good. Um, for us, was probably the best closer Giants have ever had. Uh, old smoke on the water, my guy, Rob Nen, Nen Thanning. Game over, okay? <coughs> um, then we got Sergio Romo, uh, height of his career, and uh, Brian Wilson. You guys voted Brian Wilson over Rod Beck. And here's, here's my problem. If you look at the numbers, yeah, I give it to you, okay? Technically... You voted right, okay? But I'm not sure we as Giant fans should just forgive Brian Wilson as fast as we did, okay? Because he's at the bochi ceremony, getting praised and loved. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't feel the same, I feel like, as everyone else. Um, and here's why. Let me tell you why. The way he left, I was a little butthurt about, okay? Clearly. And
1: you're very salty right now.
0: I am, like... Like there's so many flavors and I'm choosing salty right now, and and here's why, okay? Because when he was about to leave, it was like, you know, they they released him or whatever, and he was they were gonna re-sign him, and he was like, if the Giants don't sign me, I want to sign with the Dodgers. Like, bro, like, are you trying to piss me off? Like, you could say I wanted to go to the Yankees, and I might be like, ah, eh, whatever. But like you like you want to pick at that. Like that's that I felt like that was a little like punk move. Like I'm trying to like get at you a little bit <clears throat> okay so that 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 got me a little butthurt um and then the the kicker for me i think was in um in 2013 when they gave brian wilson his ring in his locker they didn't do it like a shred for him he got all butthurt and started yelling at larry bear on the field like are we just supposed to like just gloss over that like it was nothing like is that like okay
1: i don't know i don't care because i'm just as angry as as you are that brian wilson came to the dodgers i didn't want him and you know it's just he was typical... really good for you that one year though i know but like, it's just the typical narrative good. of like giants going to the dodgers to die <laughs> like and then we got sergio romo like
0: yeah he was you know? yeah it's like he didn't well that's one thing i liked he did not do well in the dodgers then went to no, he... the Rays, and he did pretty well yeah so i think he's just a forever giant he was still working for us. That's what I think. I just, I don't know. Like for instance, like, it, like if I was at the, um, you know, if we're allowed to be in, you know, the ballpark, and they started doing their 2010 celebration for the 2010 team, and Brian Wilson comes out. Okay, I will never boo Brian Wilson, um, because of obviously what he did for the organization. He was, you know, 2010, he was the man, and he was the man before then. You know what I mean? So like, mm. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't boo him. I would even go as far as to like I would clap for him, give him a little golf clap and be like, Hey, I'm I'm with you guys, but I'm not getting out of my chair. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: That's my little protest, I guess. But if he
1: if he if he wasn't there, it wouldn't bother you any which way. Yeah, I just
0: yeah. I and it bugs me that everyone he's so beloved right now. I think I don't know, maybe I'm just being a little bitch. It could very it could very much be that, but I just I don't know. I don't think we should forgive him that easy. I don't think we should just let him off the hook and like like it was nothing. So he's not on my team. I got Rod Beck. <laughs> And I'm sure right now I'm going over all of your heads, everyone, over all your heads. It's Rod Beck. Yeah. And and when Brian Wilson hears about this, because obviously he listens to the podcast, he is going to be like
1: bummed. He's going to be sad for the whole day. And welcome to America, listeners. Your vote doesn't mean shit. Yeah. <laughs> now, you know, <laughs> this is just a harbinger of things to come, by the way. this. <laughs> No Christmas card coming for you.
0: No, if like when I have a birthday party, like he's not invited, like for real.
1: And he even if he was, he wouldn't show
0: up. He would yeah. totally show up. He'd be so excited if I invited him.
1: Oh, okay. He'd be like, "Oh, I'm coming." Okay. Maybe
0: one year I'll forgive him and I'll invite him, but it's not gonna happen right now.
1: Whatever you say, you salty boy. All right, guys, that's gonna wrap us up for the day. Be sure to head to Twitter. We're gonna be releasing the ultimate playoff. Uh, polls this week for starting pitchers also this episode has been brought to you by renovation candle company head on over to the website there is going to be a fundraiser for campaign zero it's a company that uses statistical data to end police brutality there will be a candle going up where all proceeds are donated to that so be sure to check that out
0: and i know this doesn't really seem like much because we don't have much of a platform but i think it's all companies are doing it if you can't make a stand, take a stand. You know, condone any type of racism that you see. Don't put up with any of this shit and call people out. You know, don't be afraid to say things. And you know, there's good cops, but if you don't, if there's a good cop that doesn't call out a bad cop, that's a bad cop. So uh, that's the stance I'm taking. Hmm.
1: Yeah, Black Lives Matter. Be that on the be right. Very easy to say. Yeah, be on the right side of history. That's that's it. It's plain be, and simple.
0: Be, being against racism isn't a political statement.
1: Yeah, That, that doesn't uh, cut it anymore.
0: <laughs> but thank you guys so much for, for listening. And also we're going to be giving, doing some giveaways pretty soon. So pay attention to our Twitter and our Instagram for giveaways. And uh, we'll see you guys next time.